on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank. For 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Ford. Build Ford Proud. Also by Stokes. Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Post Game. From the all-in-one Flooring America radio booth, here's Scott Gerrard. Final in this one, Utah State drops their fourth game of the year, losing to Nevada 77-63. to 14-point loss here in the Spectrum. Uh, it has been really hard for teams to get road victories in this conference, but... Yet it is Utah State giving up one and their first home loss of the season as Nevada comes in and gets it done. Steve Alford's crew led by uh, Blackshear and Davidson. Blackshear we expected. Davidson, frankly, we did not. Davidson ends up with 25 points on the night tonight, 10 of 14 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, also with 10 rebounds. Blackshear with 18, and Lucas just 9 on 2 of 8 from the field. If you would have told me Lucas only ended up with 9 points on the night tonight, I would have said Utah State is going to be right there in that game. But not the case as Nevada gets their second win in Logan in the last three years. Yeah, Blackshear did what we thought he was going to do. Davidson surprised us. Lucas thing. But just overall, kind of where the shots were coming from, Nevada outscores us points in the paint. That's, that is an absolute problem. And then they also, also shoot 40% from three-point range. You're not going to win a lot of games if you're losing both of those things with the com- kind of the complexion of this Utah State team. So with Utah State only shooting 39%, you and I were talking during the break, we kind of expected when the season started that there would be some offensive woes for Utah State. But for the most part, this team has found a way to generate on average over 80 points a game. Well, now we're in the dog days of February, and the scouting reports are out, and everybody's starting to see each other twice, and there's a ton of film out there. The Aggies are going to have to find some way to get some offense going. Yeah, you're exactly right. Great scoring down low. They're choking the ball out of them. 14 three-point attempts in the first half is just too many. But some of I mean, most of them were open looks, but you've got to be a little more disciplined and turn those down to try to get better shots. And I think you're going to see that the rest of the season. They're going to choke the ball out of great, and they're going to have to try to find other ways to score. The thing about it, Scotty, how many transition points tonight? Very few transition yep. points. I need to look that up. Uh, eight fast break points for Nevada, six for Utah State. Yeah, so very little on that end. And that's where when you're Utah State and you're struggling to score in the half point in the half court, you've got to get stops to lead to easy buckets. They were not getting stops, and that obviously didn't lead to any easy buckets. Yep. Um, as we mentioned, leading scorer for Utah State, Ian Martinez with 16, Mason Falslev with 14. It's your Aggie scoring summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers. Committed to farming responsibly and ethically, visit utahporkproducers.org under We Care. It's your post-game show. Aggies lose a tough one, 77-63, all brought to you by Brandon Jensen, uh, your local Farm Bureau agent. Give him a call, 435-752-4800. It's your future. Let's protect it. It's Utah State Hoops. Tough one, 77-63 loss on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Seventy-seven to sixty-three, the final in this one. Utah State loses a tough one, first home loss of the season for the Aggies. Valley Office Systems, a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for ten years. See ValleyOfficeSystems.com for all your copy, print, scan, and furniture needs. 
All right, joining us now, he's the head coach of the Aggies, Danny Sprinkle. Coach, um, it feels like your team's been playing with fire for a little bit, and uh, it, ca- it came up and, and bit you midway through that second half. They go on that 21-4 to run, and you cut it to three, but it just felt like Nevada was able to get pretty much what they wanted offensively most of the night tonight. They did. Even even some of the shots that they didn't make, like they were too good at looks. Even in the first half, like the first like eight minutes, yeah, like we were dodging bullets. And uh, they did a much better job guarding us than we did guarding them. And we had some looks like we just, you know, we got we got to we got to knock some shots down. Uh, we missed a bunch of finishes at the rim, and uh, you know, even a couple free throws. Like we had. It was, we had chances to cut it to four like or even three in the second half, which was amazing uh, that we were even still in the game. But, you know, we had, you know, we just, we didn't play well enough. We got to, we got to figure some things out. And, and uh, you know, we just, we didn't play hard enough, you know, which is crazy. Like, and I told the guys that I don't, I don't even need to watch the film. I know we didn't play as hard as them. And, uh, you know, that's unacceptable when you're playing in the spectrum at any, any time you're playing at the division one level. Like, we got to have effort. And if guys are tired, they got to, you know, we got to get them off the floor and, and other guys got to come in and, and contribute. But we got to have five guys on the floor playing hard. You kept him off the free throw line in the first half. Yeah. Second half, I'm with you. There felt like there wasn't, a, there wasn't the do your work early. It was yeah. they get the ball where they want, and then you just – then you start trying to play defense. Second half, but – is that accurate? What did you see in the second half that allowed them to get to the free throw line so much more? Yeah, like we were re- – same thing as the other night. Like we were reactionary. Like they they initiated everything. And we just have to – you know, we got to get off our heels and we got to make some plays. And and even if we screw up, like like at least we got to do it like being the aggressor. Yeah. And uh, the last two games we, we haven't for whatever reason. And to give, you know, give Nevada credit, like I thought they did a really good job guarding us and, and keeping us in front. Like – it seemed like our guards, other than Ian, we couldn't get by him, you know, one-on-one. You know, Lucas, obviously tremendous player. And, uh, you know, when you look at holding him to eight points, and I thought Darius did some good things, but the fact is their ball movement was so well that Davidson was the beneficiary of that and had so many good looks at the rim. And then he starts hitting a couple threes, and then his confidence really starts to swell So to the point where they don't need Lucas to step up and have a big game tonight. Yeah, they did. You know, they, they just started posting us. They posted, yeah. you know, our guards. They posted Davidson, uh, even – even Himes early in the second half, and they just they scored down there. We didn't have much resistance, and uh, and a lot of it was from, like you said, like not playing hard. Like we weren't up the line. We just let them throw the ball in, and, and then uh, start playing defense. Yeah, it's and like you got to you, st- you got to get your work early. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know it's it's you know we got we got to figure it out and and uh, you know and get back to the basics and and get back to fighting guys and playing hard. It, it, Look, February's hard. It's the dog days of yeah. conference. It's been a long season. It, it, all of those things are pushing against you. But the nice part, you've got a veteran team. You've got guys who have been with you. But you've got a good stretch. You've got Boise, and then you go on the road, Wyoming and Colorado State. I know it's one game at a, at a time, but what do you want to see out of your players tomorrow, the next day? What And, and who is it that, that, that does that? Yeah, I just I'm I'm all I'm looking for is competitiveness at this point. Like it you know, February and March isn't about X's and O, it's about players. Mm-hmm. You know, players gotta we got we gotta step up, we gotta make plays and, and we gotta put them in situations to do those things. But you know, at the end of the day, like like I said, Davidson, he made plays in the post, he made big threes, Blackshirt, you know, he kicked our butt and like I said, they didn't you know, Lucas only had eight shots because he didn't need to. Yeah. You know, and he did a good job not not forcing any shots. Yeah. You know, like their shot quality was a lot better than ours. I thought, you know, sometimes we 
there were some times in the first half, even on those threes that we missed, like we actually got the ball moving and we got wide open shots that just didn't fall. But, you know, we have to, we have to continue to get ball movement and get quality shots. This is maybe an unfair question to ask a little bit because I'm just looking at my perspective here. But um, we always talk about how your role is not just an X's and O's and recruiter and developer of talent, but also a psychologist. It looked like there was a moment late in that game, or not even late in the game, five, six minutes left, where the body language wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and, and what do you do as a coach, and how do you get guys that are you know, key players on your team to, to get them right mentally going into this tough stretch? Yeah, you know, and, and that was kind of my point to the team. Like, if you're tired, you owe it to your teammate to get your butt out. Like, you have to show a fist. You have to let us know. And as coaches, we got to do a better job watching these guys a little closer. And if, and if they're not producing, and we got to get them out. Uh, because we had, some, we had some tired guys on the floor uh, that weren't giving us much on either end. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's, on, that's on me as a coach. Nevada just had lost four of their last six. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they went through a buzzsaw. And now you guys, tough schedule. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's so much basketball to be played. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of teams that, that, that lose a few in a row because it's at San Diego State, Nevada, New Mexico, you know, those types of games. But you obviously are also instilling hope in this team to say, look, one game, man. One game doesn't yeah. define us. What, talk a little bit about that in terms of the amount of basketball to play still this season. Yeah, you know, now we've played we've played everybody one time, you know, and it's going to get tougher the second time around. They've, yep. they've seen what we do, and, you know, whatever we did good, they're going to try to shut that down. And so we got to – that's where you got to up the ante as a player. Like, you got to be able to adjust your game. We got to continue to take care of the basketball at a, at a higher rate. But we gotta like we gotta set good. We gotta do the fundamental stuff that we've gotten away from, you know, playing with pace, coming off ball screens, rolling hard. You know that's what that's what Nevada did, and we didn't do. You know we'd set ball screens and just float around. Like we're easy to guard when we do that. Yeah, one thing that that made me think that in the first half, that's one thing I noticed. I was like. When, when you're not getting open, you got to get back to the basics. you got to slow down, and you just got to hit someone. you yeah. got to set a really good screen. Yep. makes me think of the back in the day when Coach Morrill devoted an entire film session to me not setting screens. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had those. The entire yeah. film session yep. to not setting screens. And I will tell you what, I came out, and I was headhunting no for the question. next, like, four weeks. But, yeah, that, it's just those little fundamentals, yeah. right? When, when, when they're so tough, they're so physical – it's just getting back to the basics, slowing down and making sure you're executing every little T to be able to give your guys a chance. No, no question. Yes, and we have to get back to it, you know, on both sides of the basketball. Yeah. Coach, we'll let you go. Uh, we'll chat with you before the Boise State game. You bet. Thanks, guys. There you go. go. Yep, go Danny Aggies. Sprinkle, as Utah State loses a tough one, that conversation brought to you by Ever or is brought to you by the Sports Academy and Racket Club, your club, your results, and your life. Take a break, and uh, we'll wrap this thing up next. Uh, your post-game show continuing on, brought to you by Farm Bureau agent Brandon Jensen. Call him right now, 435-752-4800, right here on the Aggie Sports Network. All right, Utah State loses a tough one tonight. 77-63 is your final. The Aggies fall to 19-4 on the season and now gets set for a massive game against Boise State. The Ooh. Broncos the coming Bron into town. Yes. Leon, Tim, Mike, the crew. Max? Yep. 
I'll tell you what. Did you see Max? We called I called him Maximus the other day when he put up what thirty five against New Mexico. How many did yeah, he? On, have? Oh, on the road in the on pit. The road in I don't. The pit I watched. I uh, watched a good chunk of that I th- game. But. I think. It, I, th- I think it was thirty five. Don't quote me on yeah. that. But it was. It, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well. Uh, all right. Well, uh, your Everlight Solar Player of the game. Uh, you can go Martinez. You can go uh, Mason. What are you thinking there? You I'll, want, me, you you want me to give that out? I give it out all the time. You, you can you can do one of these. I'm going to go Mason. Tonight. All right. Mason Falslev, your Everlight Solar player of the game. All right. Coming up on Saturday, it's a late tip, 8 o'clock. Uh, it's the Stu Moral Night. Stu Moral Night. Oh, you were shaking my head like Well, I was at 8 o'clock. I'm going to have to leave with about seven minutes to go in the well, second half to go to bed for uh, my bedtime. You're Saturday night, with- early Sunday morning. With all the stew festivities, you will not be on the call because you need to celebrate with your teammates and all that stuff, and we wish you uh, and, and all the guys getting back together again a whole lot of fun. So my good, our, our good friend, yeah, Tim Lacombe, is going to be hanging out with me on the broadcast. Lim Tacombe. Lim Tacombe. Lim Tacombe is coming up. I, he's not listening right now, but if he, if he would, he would appreciate that I'm using his French name, yeah, Lim Tacombe. He's actually uh, the Jazz look like they're going to end up beating the Thunder tonight. So big win for Will Hardy's crew. Tim does our pre-half and post-game shows on uh, on uh, our flagship station, uh, the Zone in Salt Lake City, and uh, Jazz are off, so he's going to come up and hang out with me. One of my favorite dudes on the planet, and a hell of a guitar player too. Yeah, good guy. Good. He'll he'll do a great job. I would imagine I'll get fired oh, after stop. Saturday, and uh, and and Tim will be the full-time guy. It'll be great. It'll be great, and then I can go sit with my family in, in the stands. Well. But, Hey, I've got I've got to say oh, one yes, thing. Oh yes, we though. got we got some I, house cleaning. I got to I got to say one thing. Look, everyone's a little discouraged. Aggies lost, but we got to get over this quickly. It's Julie Nelson's birthday tomorrow. We we cannot hang our head. As Stu Morrow would say, do not get your dauber down. I need you to go home. I need you to get some rest. And tomorrow we're gonna party like it's 1999. Julie Nelson is 30 years old. Hitting the big 3-0. Congratulations <laughs> to Jules. And I'm, I'm right, I'm right by her at yeah. 30. We're, <laughs> we're both 30. Yep. Yes, let's sir. Just, let's just say it. But happy birthday to the woman I love. Fun game tonight. It didn't go quite Utah State's way, but the Aggies back in action coming up on Saturday. It's Utah State and Boise State. You're going to want to be here for that one. Uh, tickets sold out, but find a way to get here. And if not, hang out with us on the radio. Stu will probably join us at halftime as well. We got a lot of fun festivities planned. I know you got a bunch of stuff planned as well. So. Let's get at it. Should be a fun one. Coming up on Saturday, pregame at 7.30, tip-off at 8, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. On the Aggie Sports Network, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Rubies, home of the Aggie Coaches Show, SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged, America First Credit Union, reach your financial goals faster, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, Beaver Mountain, come ski the beam, Smith's, proud partner of Utah State Athletics, Sports Academy and Racquet Club, Your club, your results, your life. Zion's Bank. For 150 years of helping you succeed, Zion's Bank is for you. Stokes. Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. And by Ford. Build Ford proud. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation on the Aggie Sports Network.